Hello, today is Friday, September the 15th, and you're listening to the Grains Matter Chatter podcast presented by Northcore Grains. I'm your host, Doris Foster, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Mr. Jeffrey I. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody. So, Jeff, I think we cried this week, we smiled this week, and we now smile it's... every week. And then it's Every the weekend. Day. And it's the Richmond Fair weekend. Mm-hmm. I guess we need to put a little plug in for the Richmond Fair, eh? See everybody at the Richmond Fair. Yes. Hopefully we see you there. All right, Jeffrey. Where did we end up here for the week? Well, we'll just say where the prices end up. So corn was uh, flat. It was actually down like $4 for this harvest. Soybeans were down $9, $10 across the board. Spring wheat was up about $10 and winter wheat was up about five dollars well it's nice to see the wheat up for one week yeah wheat was up uh up and down up and down and uh but we'll get into kind of what uh what changed things this week so there, there was a big report this week a big one well it's always a big report the uh monthly was the stocks report in the states this was the first report for the year that has on the or in the field on the ground surveys or for yield projections so last month they made a big deal that it was farmer surveys but this one is in the field surveys really yeah so they were the average analysts were looking for some big reductions in uh, the average analysts the analyst average expectation sorry <laughs> they're probably just average anyways because they're always wrong so they were looking for a, a good decrease in uh, yields. Corn yield, they decreased from 175.1 bushels to 173.8. What were they expecting? 173.3. Soybeans went from 50.9 to 50.1. And they were expecting... 50, 50 even. 50 well, even. that's pretty close that's to pretty what close. they were expecting. But they did throw a few surprises. I'd say the biggest one being that they increased corn acreage by 800,000 acres. So even with the decreased yield, they ended up with a little bit larger carryout stocks for next year. So you're telling me we're in September and they just found another 800,000 acres of corn? Yeah. Well, they also found 100,000 acres of soybeans. So where were the boots on the ground guys in the spring? I don't think they did a very good job. <laughs> yeah, so, and what makes this even, I think even funnier, so I'd say three weeks ago, where they say this data comes from is Farmer Survey of America, I don't know, some group in America. The, anyhow, but three weeks ago, three and a half weeks ago, they were talking about increasing soybean acres by about 800,000 acres. Here was corn. They found more corn acres. Remember, corn is king. Corn is king. How so, convenient. And But they found the corn acres and just a little bit of soybean acres. So even with the corn acres, so this report with the more corn acres, even with the decreased yield, they still had increased carryout stocks. So that should be negative prices, bearish prices, they call it. And corn did go down right off. So remember, corn did end down for the week, about $4.00. Soybeans, they increased acres a little bit, but they played with their balance sheet. So they decreased uh, exports for by 35 million tons. And domestic crush, which has been supporting the market all year, they decreased it by 10 million tons. 
And you think they're crushed. a lot crushed. of tons. Yeah, you think they're crushed. They talk about their big appetite for soybean meal, and they've been exporting record soybean meal exports this year. But also the soybean oil for biodiesel. Because all we read about is how biodiesel is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger in the States, and they need all the soybean oil. And here they're projecting to decrease crush next year, so they'd have less soybean oil. Do you think that this is accurate information, or are they just trying to keep a cap on prices for USDA is always extremely accurate until they change their numbers in another go. So, (laughs) of course, there's tons of feeling that the USDA manipulates these numbers to not let prices go too high. They'll never produce a number that says they run out of stocks, and they basically the ending stocks in the U.S. for soybeans, if it's like 100 million, uh, if it's down to like 100 million bushels, it's down to too low. They call that just lessened pipeline, that they're what's in the pipeline, so they need more than that, so they're, they play with the numbers. So they cut them down to like 200 and I think they have it at 250 million bushels or something. So they're trying to keep the number that doesn't look that bad. But they, they play with it. They definitely play with it. But USD number is always right because they're the last officiato on, on these things. They're always right. <laughs> yeah, they're always right. The market has to trade Until with what not. the USDA says. <clears throat> so on the wheat side, uh, not a lot of change in the U.S., but they did decrease some production around the world. Our Canadian prairies, less spring wheat out there. Remember we said spring wheat prices were up for the week. Uh, less wheat in Australia, the EU all having some uh, uh, issues. Argentina is still having some issues in wheat production this year. But they have increased stocks coming from the Ukraine, which is, I think, just a laugh. How they can even say the Ukraine's going to export anything is just a laugh, I think. But the Ukraine and Russia is another big crop. Well, maybe it's like the Ukraine, but Russia's going to export it for them or something. Yeah, <laughs> who's to know? So that... So wheat prices did rally some, they pulled back, blah, blah, they were up and down, but they, they did rally for the week a little bit. Uh, also, there were some stronger bases on wheat, that, so the probably about half the increase in price came from bases increase this week here. So Didn't our dollar get stronger, though? So shouldn't bases actually be weakening? Yeah, it's kind of a unique one right now. So last, so go back two weeks, the talk all was U.S. dollars gaining strength against everybody in the world. This week, it pulled back just a little bit. So our dollar did get stronger this week. Like we end up pretty close to 0.74. I think uh, we started the week closer to 0.73 to the U.S. dollar. Oil prices have increased all week. We haven't really talked about that. I never talked about it in the blog this week. There's uh, issues in uh, production in uh, Libya with their big floods they had this week and stuff. And it just has to be the demand side's got to be driving this market some. And so it's, you know, all the world banks talking about controlling inflation. They want to, that's why they keep inputting or turning up interest rates to slow down their economy to con- control inflation. But now here, oil prices are going up, so that's got to mean there's more demand out there, so the economies must be doing a little bit better than what they were thinking. And so that's kind of counterintuitive. So if we, you know, like internally here in the office, 
this week we were talking about where our interest rates going to go. Mm-hmm. You know, I've read reports. Yeah, interest rates should go down next year. Everybody's been reading them, but if well, that's what everyone wants is interest yeah. rates to go down. And just, I think the reports now are they're going to go down slower than what people would have said a month ago, even. Sure. Which is kind of rude, but that's those are all such guesstimates out there, big time guesstimates. So get back on what's really affecting other things this week uh you know on monday we always have the crop progress report the market was kind of disappointed with the corn and soybeans the good excellent ratings only went down one percent this week this is after three and five percent the week before because the weather was still that poor weather so this week the weather in the u.s was not as hot, but it's still mostly dry until the one day when rains came across lots of the of the uh, corn belt. So who's to know where crop ratings will be on Monday afternoon? Probably not much of a change, you know, probably not. We always have to talk about. Well, I think we already talked about them. Yeah, Russia, Russia and Ukraine. Russia and Ukraine. There was more bombings this week. This was one of the first weeks that they really reported that Ukraine was bombing Russian grain exporting assets. Hmm. Basically a terminal on the Black Sea. Plus they bombed some naval ships in the Russia bombed some ships in the Ukraine, some Navy ships. But the part of bombing the grain exporting terminal was... I thought that was big news, and that drove the price for, must have been near a third or half of a day. So you're telling me that the market is still watching Ukraine and Russia. They just don't always respond. They watch it, watch it, and if they respond, that's the reason. If they don't, well, it's not that major. So I it's uh, eh? kind of a weird one. So it's, you know, we the WASDA report had the potential to drive prices big time. And I think a lot of us thought it would. And I think many are thinking most like I the analysts I read are still thinking there's going to be further decreases in yield going forward. But I think like today I wrote in the daily blog, uh, it's the market, especially the corn market's very flat and it's just not moving until it gets some real yield data going forward. It's I think it's just kind of is where it is Mm -hmm. a bit of a negative trend. Soybeans might have a little more potential. But corn is just a kind of a slow negative trend. So so let's get into what's happened locally for the week. Still have some spring wheat coming in. We hear people still combining spring wheat. Some customers sprayed their spring wheat this week. Uh, they're combining this weekend, early next week, whatever. So what are the options? Port of Johnstown is closed as of today. As eight. of today, Friday, they've closed, quit accepting wheat. Uh, we are still accepting wheat here, spring wheat. Uh, if you have winter wheat, give us a call. We'll try. We're cleaning up some people on farm, getting it moved out. The spring wheat, uh, we're still accepting it, though we do want to get our dryer cleaned out for soybeans. That will come probably mm. fairly quickly. Yep. So I guess get your spring wheat cleaned up. <laughs> get your spring wheat cleaned up. If you have some on farm, whatever still to come in, give us a call, please. We yep. uh, we want to get things done up here. Soybean harvest is imminent. So I wonder I, what imminent means. Like how many days? What day next week will we see soybeans? Should we make a bet? Sure. I think 
we'll see soybeans next Friday in one week. I hope you're right, So the uh, but I don't think so. <laughs> I think we'll bet lunch for next Friday on sure, it. Sure, so. that sounds good. Stay the, tuned, uh, find out who wins. Yeah. No. <laughs> Either way, I'm going to win, I'm going to get a nice meal. So, <laughs> Yeah, and we're still buying some soybeans on farm, last year's soybeans from people. Uh, most of the purchasers have switched to new crop prices. We can still ship some down to the crushing plant in Quebec. So if you have any on farm, give us a call. I think all our customers are cleaned up now, but uh, who knows? It's... So we will be taking the old crop soybean price off our, our board. It will shortly. disappear next week here. Next I, I know week. it will. And we'll be putting prices up for uh, 2020 for harvest for corn and soybeans next week. Silage. I've seen some pictures on Twitter and Facebook of some guys starting silage. Some people going hard at it in silage. Some people are going hard at it. And so. it should get going more full tilt probably next week around the country, I think. More and more people will get at it. It's get nice it. to see the corn is still green at this time of year. We haven't had any major frosts knocked on wood. Yep. Um, but the corn crop does look very good. Looks good. Let's bring some more heat on to help it finish. Keep putting in some uh, some test weight pounding into that kernel. Absolutely. Starch in there. So, and talking about corn, if anybody's got corn on the farm, there's uh, places to get it moved to. Give us a call. We got corn going everywhere down here to Prescott into Quebec. It's uh, pretty amazing here how many places we can find right now. So. And I think that's what all I have for this week. That's all I have, too. I hope everyone uh, has a good weekend. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll talk to you next week. Make lots of progress. And if anybody gets combining soybeans and that, uh, give us a call. We'd love to know. Love to see a picture. Bye for now.